everybody, welcome back. This is Russian and Ranting, the official podcast of AFC Russian and Diamonds. And we're back again to talk all things diamonds. It's been a long time since our last episode. We've struggled to record for various reasons. So apologies for that. But we're back today, hopefully on a more regular basis now. And I'm really looking forward to this one. My name is Joseph and I'm delighted to be alongside the usual podcast team and my good friends, of course, Scott, Ollie and Alex. Great to see you again, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you, Joseph. Great to be back. As you say, it is, uh, it's been a long time. So we'll dust off the cobwebs and get going. Yeah, really well, yes. thanks as well. And uh, looking forward to, to this episode. Yeah, just raring to go now. Well, like I said a moment ago, it's been quite a while since the last episode. At the time of recording, Diamonds have played 18 league matches this season and, of course, a handful of cup games as well. So for the most part of the pod, we'll be discussing the season so far and how it's panned out for the Diamonds. We'll also go through some of the signings that arrive later in the campaign, speak about how they're getting on. And we'll also touch on the upcoming month of December. We've got five games coming up um, over the next month and we'll be previewing um, those in a little bit more detail. Um, but before we start, a couple of notices. Um, you may have noticed that we've had the uh, Burger Boulevard um, food traders that have been at Hayden Road recently. And of course, we are delighted to announce that they're going to be staying with us throughout the season. Scott, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think it's no secret that um, trying to find a regular um, food trader down at Hayden Road has been um, a struggle this season, but it's not if we want to try. I mean, we've had some fantastic offerings like with the um, Gurkha Street Food, which is very, very different with Nepalese curries and that which um, we're on offer. Um, I think that's gone down, that went down reasonably well. Um, but yeah, this one's been in the pipeline for a, a while now. Um, and we're really, really pleased that um, it's gone down really, really well um, in the, at the Redditch and Lastoff games. Um, a lot of positive feedback from people. Um, certainly very, very busy for the last off game at half time. And yeah, we're delighted that, um, to announce that they are signed on for the rest of the season, so, so to speak. Um, I think there's only one game they might not be able to do. But apart from that, yeah, we should be pretty much secure in terms of burgers, chips and what everybody's wanted um, for the rest of the season down at Hayden Road. And we're just about to head into December at the time of recording. So hopefully you will get into the festive spirit. Any of you guys putting your trees up or anything yet? <laughs> Mine went up last weekend. <laughs> I'm, a sucker for, I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. Although last year I put it up really early because of COVID and I, I felt miserable. So I think I had it up at like the start of November. But I have got three kids, so uh, I'll, I'll say I'm just trying to humour them, shall I? I'm not looking forward to Mariah Carey blaring over the radio at work. Let me assure you of that. But what I am looking forward to is the um, Christmas carol service that has recently been announced at St. Peter's Church um, uh, in Rushton. Scott, do you want to give us a little bit more details on that as well? Yeah, I think it. We, each year we've um, the guys in the Tapestry team have tried to um, have a um, Christmas carol every year. Obviously, weren't able to do it last year because of COVID. Um, so it's really pleasing to see that now return to the um, calendar and we'd encourage and well people many people as possible to turn up and come along and just enjoy themselves and hopefully um, you know get together just before Christmas um, but as you said it's um, Wednesday the 8th of December at seven o'clock at St Peter's Church in Rushton and full de details are on the website I think it's no secret this year we've um, sort of struggling for volunteers you know we've had some great volunteers and a lot of our guys um, still volunteer and do a lot of hard work behind the scenes. A lot of it's not seen, um, but certainly I think in some areas like turnstiles, we do need badly need some more volunteers to help out. That I mean, the club shop is 
hopefully coming up coming online now in terms of being open matches but could do maybe a couple more just to help um the load and have a bit more of a rotor so um if you can please do volunteer it will be appreciated um so you can contact myself or any poor director on match days or contact us on support afcdiamonds.com um because obviously without volunteers we can't continue as a football club potentially um it's really really important we have as many people on board as possible you know every volunteer who gives their time it is appreciated i certainly appreciate it um, um so yeah if you can volunteer please do absolutely and and that's the the great thing about being a volunteer run club isn't it it's bedded in the community and um there's been some really great support down the years and the, the journey we, we've made from 2011 to now has been fantastic and, and hopefully we can continue on that journey but like you say scott with no volunteers that there is no football club so I, I can only echo your message and uh, urge everybody to get involved wherever you can because we've got a fantastic setup at Diamonds and, of course, every volunteer is welcome. Every volunteer makes a difference and um, get involved wherever you can. I think that's all the news just about covered, so let's dive straight into it. This is Russian and Ranting, the official podcast of AFC Rushton and Diamonds. Begging. Jim Rodwell will take it. Plenty of pat the box. Solid comes and only half punches. Butterworth back in. Chance in for Lowe. And that is the deadlock broken. David Lowe, 55 minutes gone. And the Diamonds have the goal that they've been threatening to score all night. Well, I think on the balance of play, they certainly do. Right then, gents, we've got quite a lot to get through today. Uh, but there's only one place that we can start. And that is, of course, the season so far. Uh, we've played 18 games so far with seven wins, four draws and seven defeats. And we sit in quite a healthy eighth position in the table, which is in fact the highest we've been all season. And that goes to show the progress we've made and the upward trajectory that we're on. But before we talk about the games, let's touch on the mood going into the season. It was great to see football back full stop, wasn't it? After the previous two seasons had been disrupted by COVID. And after a long pre-season schedule, I think it's fair to say, Diamonds finally got their 21-22 campaign underway. Just want to ask Scott, first of all, how did you feel going into the campaign and how would you summarise the atmosphere around the club? Um, for me, it's probably a bit different because obviously being on the board, it's a bit, there's a bit of apprehension, obviously, with the co with COVID um, still being quite high, although I think it was opening up in July, making sure we've got everything prepped, you know, concerns about obviously going into another lockdown, um, making sure we keep it on, sort of on top in terms of the regs and that. Um, but on the football front, um, yeah, really pleased to see it all starts up again. Um, I think everybody was safe safe to say so it was a reasonably long pre-season um quite a few games in there and then probably not the best of starts i think if anybody's everybody's honest um then we sort of picked up again sort of like in september a little bit and then you know run of games which result wise we probably weren't too happy with but then after towards the end of the month october all picked up again i think as you said we're now eighth in the table and i think there's a fair bit of optimism and um positivity a bit more or certainly a lot more than it was um, previously. Alex, if I was to ask what the expectation was going into the season, I suppose you'd get a different response depending on who you ask. But from your standpoint, you know, at that time, what do you think would have been a realistic aim for the Diamonds? I think where we are kind of now, as in right now, um, having just played lower stuff yesterday, is about where maybe I hoped that we would be. Um, I know some people thought we might be a bit higher. Um, also, some people thought we, we might be a bit lower. And, and and if we're being honest, like Scott said, for a while, it looked like we might be a little bit lower. But obviously, things have picked up um, quite a bit recently. I think we're about where we should be now, um, heading in an upward trajectory, of course, which is great. 
Ollie, we've obviously gotten to know each other very well uh, doing Radio Diamonds together. And I know you're quite an optimistic person. Did, did you feel that optimism going into the season? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's been said, um, just excited to get football back and, and to get back into the swing of things again. And um, it, it was just a great time, you know, like, like again, has been said, um, it was a difficult start to the season on paper and on the pitch as well in terms of the quality of the opposition we were playing. But just to have football back and to, to see fans and people we've not seen for so long was um, just such a lovely feeling um, and, and great to get back to it, definitely. Well, let's get into the season then, shall we? Uh, starting off with August, it was a tough start for the Diamonds on paper and so it proved with three defeats from those first four matches. I mean, you do well to find a team with a tougher start than, on paper than us. I mean, facing all three of the title favourites in our first four games is just insane. But I suppose you've got to play everybody at some point. We did get a win out of those games, to be fair, beating Colville at Hayden Road, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Uh, but let's touch on those other games quickly. Defeats to Banbury, Bromsgrove and Peaceful Sports. Where do we feel that those games perhaps went a bit wrong? And, and what do we what could we have done better to have maybe picked up more points? I think it might be difficult to look at it like that, really. I don't think any of us expected to go into those games and win any of them. As it's as it turns out, we, we did win the Colville game, although obviously we didn't play particularly well. But it was just a, a really unlucky hand. And I remember, I remember saying in the podcast just before the, the, the season started that I think if we could get six points from those opening games, um, I think we could be happy with that and kind of try and build from there. I mean, I think we did get that and maybe even did slightly better than that. But uh, it didn't really stop people feeling a bit dismayed. <laughs> but I think I think the fact the fact is that, and, and as it's proved, all of those teams that we played at the start of the season, with the exception of Bromsgrove, who I actually thought I didn't think were that great on that day, they're all now at the top. Uh, and yeah, I think it was just it was a di- it was a difficult start, wasn't it for sure? The Peter Sports game, I thought, in terms of performance, was 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 promising. Uh, I thought we were very unfortunate not to not to actually get a draw, or even a win out of that. We created quite a few chances, and Peterborough, um, I thought, only only threatened sporadically. But the the other games, um, I mean, Colville was a, was a good win. Um, like Alex was saying, um, perhaps a little bit fortunate to get that little bit smash and grab, but fantastic scenes at the end with Joel Jesse running through and scoring. We've had a few late goals this season, which obviously we'll come on to later in the podcast. But um, you know that was a fantastic moment, and I think fan draw is going to be. Um, you know, looking at the table after four or five games and thinking, oh, you know, what's what's happening? But I think with how how tough the start was going to be, we always were going to be a little bit low, lower down the table. And then when we start to play teams, maybe mid-table, lower in the table, uh, we're going to start picking up some some wins and move up the table again. I think one thing I would say, actually, is probably it was up and down in terms of the results, but um, in some cases, in some ways, we actually had some results the, the wrong way around, if you think on paper, because some... Um, you wouldn't have expected us to beat um, Colville, and I think we were very, very clinical that day. Um, yet um, we went and lost to Bromsgrove, and I think it's fair to say, um, I think Alex, you were there, or Stephen Joseph, I think we were unlucky not to come away with a point, really, there, um, in, in the end. But um, I think we didn't, we weren't also at our best that day either. So I think really, probably, if we'd been at, like we are currently now, we probably would have won at Bromsgrove, um, and then expected to lose at Colville, against Colville, on this, at home. You look at the month of August, uh, and we've all, we've touched on the uh, the point of upward trajectory, and I certainly feel that that was the case in those first four games. The performance against Banbury, we probably weren't at our best. Um, Colville, I wasn't there, but by all accounts, it was a bit of a smash and grab. We did win the game. Uh, we were clinical, which is what you've got to be against those sides. But I thought particularly against Bromsgrove and Peterborough, we, we were much improved. Like you say, we, we were unlucky not to get anything out of Bromsgrove. 
and Peterborough as well, we could have very easily come away from that game, not just with a draw, but with a win, with the, with the chances that we had. Would, would it be fair to say that the performances sort of improved as the month went on? I think it was mixed in that. I think our form was very, very mixed in those early months. I think really we're still gelling as a team, um, trying to get that understanding. I don't think we were quite there. I think that that was borne out in the performances where there was that inconsistency. I mean, we're looking back at it from now, from what we are now to what we were then. I think there were a few, a few things where we did fall apart. I mean, like, for example, with the Colville game, the FA Cup game, I thought it was reasonably solid um, up until just before half time, although we were getting caught at the back in certain places. Um, but then they pretty much got two quick fire goals, went 3-1 up. And then just after after the um, start, after half time, at the start of the half, um, I don't think we were probably at our best at, at that point for the rest of the game, although we got we got, we got another goal uh, through Jay Williams. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't exactly the best thing. But then following that, we obviously had the, we followed that with results against um, Non-Eaton, um, where I think we would say that was a, we were we deserved to win on the day. So I think that just goes to show what's why you know sort of like those day, early days we were still like developing as a team. And as you said earlier, having that tough start did mean that it kind of, it made it, a little, it, it amplified some of those issues we were having generally as a team. You touched on September there, Scott, and let's move into that month. Uh, it was a much more productive month for us, uh, although it didn't get off to the best of starts with that early FA Cup exit at Colville. And I want to touch on the Cups in general, because I think it's fair to say we've not had a mo- the most successful year in that sense. But you look at the draws for each competition. I mean, goodness me, how would you like Colville in the FA Cup, now top of our league as we speak? Peter Sports in the League Cup, top of our league at the time, uh, and Matlock in the FA Trophy, top of the Northern League, all of them away from home. I don't think you could be dealt a much tougher hand than that. I mean, we were knocked out of those competitions, but how much can you put it down to simply being drawn against some of the best sides at step three? I think it depends. Really. You're really comparing two, two fixtures. Actually. Well, I suppose you've got three, actually, because we've also got the um, Southern League Cup, which you can touch on briefly. But um, I think you could, you're kind of comparing two different phases of where we were as a team, actually. I mean, Colville was early doors. It's a ground which we always seem to struggle at. I think that's safe to say. And I think, as I said, we've kind of touched on that already. Um, Peterborough Sports, just briefly in the Southern League Cup, although it is the Southern League, it is the League Cup. There was a marked difference between the two sides. Question. I think Matlock, though, out of the three, ironically enough, is the one which I think everybody went into expecting us to... Um, possibly lose comprehensively because they are flying at the top of the uh, Northern Premier League. And I will say, I mean, I've said it, said it before to people, I did think Matt, do think Matlock are probably the best, one of the best sides I've seen all season, uh, Boston United, when we haven't, when we haven't been playing. Um, but I actually thought we were probably unlucky not to get a draw on that day. Um, they had a number, admittedly, they had a number of players missing, but I also played, we've, we played extremely well. I mean, um, you know, obviously we, we had the two goals just after the second, after half time, which, um, they went 2-0 up and they did miss an open goal with Hugh Hughes, but we came back in it with one strike from Ravi Shamsi. And to be honest, we were really, really lucky not to get onto level terms. And given it we'd gone straight to penalties, um, and given what happened um, in the Hellier Cup, which I think we'll touch on later, I think really um, I would have backed us to probably win on penalties. Because let's be honest, um, um, Snaker has been an absolutely fantastic acquisition for this side, for this team this year. Um, I mean, just just as an, just a, if you wanted to sum it all up, um, that world class save he played he um, had against um, Leroy Leiter at Nuneaton, and it would have been a world class save. It'd have been on Sky Sports. Everybody would have said it said it that day. 
and that really did win us the game in a lot of ways. Yeah, you couldn't have asked for, for much tougher draws, like you say, Joseph. I think it even stems back to uh, previous years as well, where we drew Southfield away in the FA Trophy a few seasons back, Witten in the FA Trophy the season before that as well. So we seem to have a thing for for drawing Northern Premier League sides in the in the FA Trophy, especially over the last uh, four or five years. But um, I think that Colville game, um, we was well in it until just before half time, um, when they took the game away from us. Peterborough Sports away again at Southern League Cup. It's I know you want to go out and perform well and win every game, but it wasn't a, a priority, so didn't really expect too much from that. Again, we was in, in the game for a little bit, but again, they took it away from us towards the end of the first half and second half. And then, yeah, the, the, the Matlock game, I kind of went into it thinking it was going to be like South Shields maybe um, a few years ago when we did end up losing 4-0. I mean, first 10 or 15 minutes of that, we was um, competing with them. And then after that, they just took it away from us. Personally, the best side I've seen um, play against AFC Diamond since we reformed. Um, but yeah, we just went to Matlock and we um, took the game to them, pressed them high, forced them into mistakes, made them look um, a, a worse side than, than what they are. They obviously showed by their um, position in the table at the moment in the Northern Premier League, um, created quite a few chances. Um, and if Collard's header had been, what, three or four millimetres to the left, um, we'd have forced penalties. And with Snedka's penalty saving record this season, as we've seen in the Hillier Cup, we might have we might have gone through. But um totally agree with what Scott was saying, where you can kind of take it in two halves, a Colville and Peterborough game in one half. And then um, since we've kind of found our feet in terms of personnel and formation and the style of football we want to play. And obviously the signings we've brought in as well, such as Ravi Chamsey and Ty Deacon, who will come on to. Um, I think that's led to obviously improved performances and results throughout the season. We also had some good results in terms of the league um, this month. You look at um, Nuneaton away, like you say, Scott, we thoroughly deserve to win that one. Um, away win and a clean sheet. And although Nuneaton aren't having a great season, it has always been a really tough place to go to for a lot of teams. Um, we've actually had a very good record there down the years, so it was nice to win that one. Uh, we obviously got a draw at Needham Market, and I think you'll all agree, very good point on a Tuesday night away in Suffolk against the Needham Market team who have been finding their feet recently and uh, showing great character to come from behind twice and take a point there. Uh, Chenix in the Hedia Cup, 3-0. Although you, you would expect to beat Chenix, it's always nice to you know get a win in the cup as a bit of a confidence boost to keep the lads ticking over um, and on our way into what was a really important league game against Hitchin Town, where we got a dramatic late winner with Alex Collard and again completing another comeback, which shows great character from the lads. And at that point, we, we were really starting to find our feet, weren't we? Yeah, just just touched on that. I mean, non Easton's always been, a, for some reason, has been a happy hunting ground for us um, since um, reforming and since playing them in the league. So, I mean, hopefully that's long, obviously long may that continue. Um, Neesham, I think they're actually in a false position. I think they were we were lucky to come away from a point on that day. I think we would have said. Um, I don't know why they've been struggling at the bottom end of the table. I think that we played some teams which were far higher up in the league, um, who I think are not as good as Needham, unfortunately. Um, I think they're so. I think probably a point was a very good point in the end. Um, just on the Chenix thing, I think it's just important from a youth point of view. Uh, we had two pathway players making their debut, debuts. Um, Charlie Nixon in goal, making his full debut, who is under 18s in goal, and Fraser Corden coming off the bench um, for the under 21s. And I think both did reasonably well actually in that match. Um, 
I mean, okay, it was, it was a step five opposition, but again, it gave him minutes and it gave him first, a taste of first team football, which is a positive to see. Um, but yeah, certainly on the Hitchin game, you know, we weren't behind and then as typically what we've done this season, but then we came back and we actually won it. And I think we'll come on to comebacks in a minute, won't we? Certainly one in particular. Absolutely. That one uh, coming in November, which we will touch on later, like you say. But moving on then, I think it's no secret, uh, October proved to be a bit of a struggle for the Diamonds with just one win in eight games. There were some positive results within that, though. Uh, Stourbridge away, I thought, was a well-earned draw. We also got a point from Russell, aside competing inside the playoffs. Uh, but for the large part, we, we did suffer with some disappointing defeats to the likes of Peterborough, Barwell and Alvechurch. Where, where do you want to start with this one, gents? Yeah, it was a weird kind of month, to say the least, wasn't it? Um, I mean, the, the Russell game, I, I wasn't there, but from all accounts, um, we played really well in that game, created a number of chances. I know they did as well. They could have easily won it. We could have won it. they like a basketball match almost, where I don't know how it ended 1-1. One, one. It could have easily been 5 or come the full-time whistle. But um, obviously, you know, coming off the back of that was... Um, Quietly confident, thinking, oh, we can we can take that into um, two home games after that against um, teams who were, well, Alva Church mid table at the time and Barwell were a little bit further down. But um, for some reason, we didn't didn't really get going in those two games. Again, I think in both those matches, Alva Church and Barwell didn't really create too much for themselves. But um, I felt the I don't know the onus was on us to to take the game to them, and we just. Um, I don't know, just just lacking lacking a little something. So um, that that was a shame to see. But um, we've we've obviously kicked on since then, which is which is really good, and um, learn learn the lessons from that as well. And I think I think those games have kind of brought a little bit of a, a new, well, a, a, a fresh kind of style to to our play as well. Because I felt in those games in October we were kind of going a little bit long towards Lorraine and um, trying to rely on flick-ons and there was a bit of a distance between Lorraine as the lone striker and the midfield supporting him but I think after that we started to get the ball on the ground a little bit more, press teams quite high up, force them into mistakes and I think that's led to obviously the the improved results um, since then. You mentioned the start of play there Ollie, what I thought was quite interesting, I think it was against it might have been Biggles, Wade, I'm not 100% sure, but there was one of the games where Peaksy played Ben Diamond as a striker and then we started to get the ball down and play it through the thirds and I thought Ben's movement was very good and um, I thought we started to improve um, sort of our technical performances. Do, do you think that that was maybe a bit of a catalyst for change in that sense? I think so, in some, yeah, in, in, in many ways. Um, I think we've, we've got the... The midfield players as well to kind of play that that high pressing game. Uh, Jesse Akubine, I think Fernando Beltoxo in the last few games um, has been absolutely fantastic as well. I know him coming into the team um, was maybe a result of, of Jesse getting in, or he, I think he picked up an injury. I think it was Matt Lock, wasn't it? And he came into Fernando came into the side after that. Um, 
played really well at Hensford and in the in the last match um, at the time of recording against Lowestoft as well, where he was a pivotal um, part of those first two goals uh, from Ty Deacon especially. But um, yeah, we just seemed to, um, you know, b- become more solid at the back and that just kind of fed through to the, to the rest of the team as well. Obviously bringing in people like Ravi, who has so much creativity and pace going forward, Connor Furlong as well, I think led to um, that, that, slight change of, of style in the play as well. We should mention the result that I certainly thought started to change our fortunes. It was when we went away to Stratford uh, 26th of October and we got our second away league win of the season. 2-1 win on the night. Um, Diamonds took the lead in that first half, didn't they? Um, and I thought we deserved it at half-time. We were playing some good stuff. We scored um, from the free kick with Ravi and we were looking the better team. Um, Stratford getting their equaliser so early on in the second half and I suppose so many teams at that point it would, their heads would just drop, but credit to Diamonds. I think, what was it, five minutes later or something like that? We go straight back in from Ryan Hughes from the free kick and uh, from his, his header from the free kick. And uh, Diamonds did a really professional job to, to see out what was a really important three points that day. I think we were clinical on the night again. Um, and that was one that was one big difference, I think, between the previous some of the previous performances is um, it was a game where we didn't have too many chances. But we actually we took our chances when we needed to, and I think actually certainly over the last few months, right, the um, emergence of Ryan Hughes not only as a goal threat but his overall performances as a player. I mean, he's certainly something I think Liverpool has developed as the season has gone on, and probably something we, we although a promising young player, something probably people weren't expecting to develop, but how he has so far, and it's a credit to him that he's managed to do so. So, I'll make it continue. I was going to say, I echo what you're saying, Scott, uh, with Paddy Casey as well. I think he's yeah. been absolutely fantastic this season, uh, whether he's been right back, centre back, left back. I know he has been right back for uh, the majority of the last month or two. Um, gets forward really well. He was unlucky not to pull one back at Matt Locke when he had a, a shot saved. Supports yeah. Ravi down the right hand side really well, but he's strong defensively as well. He he, he belies his youth. To me, it looks like he's been playing the game for a number of years. Um, doesn't get bullied off the ball. Obviously, he'll have learned a lot from people like Liam Dolman and Alex Collard, you know, over the past couple of years as well in his development. But every time I've seen him, he's never looked out of um, out of place at, at step three, and that's a testament to him. And I think he's only going to get better as well, like Ryan Hughes. I think also it's just worth pointing out on that, I'll make a point on that, is obviously with Liam missing for large chunks of this season, how much um, Alex Collard um, and Patrick Casey and Norman Ryan Hughes have actually stepped up this year to fill that gap. And um, I mean, and I don't mean this, I mean this as a credit to them. We haven't actually missed Bully as much as these times as you would have expected. And that's more because of the step they've made up rather than anything on, on an ear match. So I think that's a big positive for the future. Um, and certainly, obviously, Collard has really thrived in that um, captaincy role in a lot of games. You know, encouraging, you know, showing that real leadership on the pitch and obviously that encouragement, keeping the team focused on um, as a unit. I just wanted to mention Hughes, actually, because he, I have, I'll be completely honest with you. I had sort of written him off, really, in my head on, based on what I'd seen of him previously. But I don't know if it's, if it's the run of games that, it's, that he's benefited from. I mean, he probably has, but he looks like he's really grown as a player over the last couple of months, specifically, I would say. Um, he's become a really key part of that defence and like Scott mentioned he's chipping in with goals as well which you don't expect from from defenders but we get quite a lot of them actually with Collard chipping in as well Uh, and Patrick Casey like you mentioned Dolly I I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad game to be honest I I couldn't speak highly enough of the lad Um, they're really important part of this team and I imagine he's one of the first names on Peaks' team sheet at the moment 
Let's move into November then. Uh, a month which saw vast improvements in both performances and results. Four wins from five games saw the Diamonds rise to eighth in the league table and also progressed to the Hedia Cup semi-finals. There is one game that stands out from this month. I think you guys know exactly which one I mean. So we'll leave that one to the end of the segment. Um, but let's start off with our two most recent home matches, Redditch and Lowestoft. Two sides struggling at the bottom end of the league. It was important we picked up six points from those two games. And it was good to see the lads go and get those jobs done, wasn't it? Yeah, by by all accounts. I mean, I wasn't at, I wasn't at either game, but by all accounts, there were two um, different displays, I guess, in a way. First one against Redditch, 1-0 victory. It sounded like it was, though Redditch didn't threaten all that often. Uh, obviously, 1-0 is always a perilous scoreline. You're always thinking, is it going to be like Barwell earlier on in the season where they go and nick one with their only attack of the game, something like that. We ground that out really well. Um, got, got a good early goal with Shakuna's scissor kick, overhead kick, <clears throat> effort, I think uh, Paul was saying on uh, Radio Diamonds the other night against Lower Stuff, whatever you want to call it. Um, saw the game out really well. Um, again, defended um, excellently. Great to see us get a clean sheet at home as well, because I know our home form kind of leading up to then. Uh, I think we'd lost five home league games before then, so it was really important to to get back on track and, and get a win there. And then the lowest off game um, seemed quite free-flowing. Um, could have maybe had five or six goals come the end, but great to see Shakuna get his um, third goal in three games. He's really kicking on and um, been impressed with him throughout the season as well. And obviously brilliant to see Ty Deacon score his first two um, league goals for the club as well and, and, and get off the ground um, in the Southern Premier Central. So, yeah, very important to get those six points and moves us, obviously, even even higher in the table, up to eight. I just wanted to mention the Leicester game, if I can, because whilst we lost that game, I thought there was some definite um, kind of green shoots in that game. Uh, we played really well. Ty Deacon was absolutely fantastic in that game. What, what an acquisition he looks like, by the way. I've only seen him about four times, but I'm really impressed with him. The, the Redditch game, I thought I wasn't thrilled, to be completely honest with you. I thought we had a lot more in the locker there. Um, we should have dispatched them and scored a few more goals than we did. But look, a couple of months ago or even a month ago, I would have snapped your hand off for a 1-0 home win of any description. So uh, I can't be too disappointed. But I feel like yesterday um, against Lowestoft, um, we, we stepped it up. That was more kind of what I, what I would expect from us, what I would expect from this team. Um, I thought there were some individual in, individual good performances. I thought Fernando was great again. He's been he's been good for a little while now. Um, but overall, it was a it was a kind of a more of a, a team performance really, where I just thought everybody kind of stepped up to the mark, and we could have beaten them by more. Really, they only had they didn't really create anything besides the the penalty, which obviously they scored, which was a bit unfortunate. But we were comfortably the better team there, and, and I would say they were a better team than Redditch, to be honest with you, lowest off. But uh, you can only beat what's put in front of you. But yeah, long may it continue. We also progressed to the semi-finals of the Hedia Cup, beating uh, our near neighbours Kettering. Uh, it was 1-1 on the night, and uh, Diamonds went and won 4-2 on penalties. And I think regardless of what competition it's in, you, you always want to win on Derby Day. You know, I want to beat Kettering at football. I want to beat him at chess. I want to beat him at Park in the car. I want to beat Kettering at everything. So it was nice to see us go and get uh, a win there. And, you know, we've got Bugbrook in the semi-finals now. Of course, that that's a winnable game. You know, I think there are a league or two below us uh, and if you win that game then you've got a final at six field so it, it's not far to go now until you know you, you potentially won a bit of silverware yeah absolutely i mean we've won the um trophy twice in the, the last five years i believe obviously beating kettering the first time and then beating um 
well being awarded the trophy um you know against Brackley a few years after that as well and um just just touching on that catching game um Scott mentioned earlier about how fantastic uh Dean Snedker has been this season and again he showed that with two terrific penalty saves he's Burnt us probably, I don't know, maybe six or seven league points as well throughout the season with a number of fantastic saves um, and, and helped us through to the next round as well. Like you say, it's, uh, you know, no no game is is easy, but um, Bugbrook does look at a winnable tie and then we'll um, hopefully be through to the final uh, to play either Brackley or Peterborough Sports, I believe, in that so trip to Sixfield, but obviously still works during the semi-final. Absolutely. Well, I alluded to it earlier, and I can't wait anymore. We've got to talk about the game of the season, no doubt. Hennesford Town away. Wow. I mean, we, we could make a whole separate episode for this game alone, but let's talk about it. 2-0 down, five minutes to go. Hennesford thought they had things wrapped up, but the Diamonds had other ideas. Three goals in the last five minutes, plus stoppage time, saw Diamonds complete a dramatic turnaround to stun the pitmen and take all three points back to Northamptonshire. Ollie, we were on Radio Diamonds together that day, and I think it might have been our first game together this season. Uh, and it's, it's got to be up there with some of our best ever, surely. Absolutely. I think my throat is still recovering now, and it's it's a good few weeks on since that game. It was just, um, yeah, unbelievable. I mean, you, you look at it after 85 minutes, 2-0 down. We'd, we'd played pretty well, I thought, as well. We were quite, well, I say quite, very unfortunate to have a goal disallowed in the first half. Um their, their first goal was was quite lucky, maybe a little bit of lack of communication between um, Snedker and the defence. But um, when we got the second after an hour, I think it was something like that, our heads could have easily gone down. But similar to the week before against Matlock, um, we, we just, you know, um, stuck together, um, picked ourselves up, refused to um, believe we were beaten. And that's testament to the character um, and the togetherness of the squad and the um, the fans and the coaching staff, you know, it's a, it's a team effort by by everybody. Um, and those those three goals were just unbelievable. I mean, Hughes gets one back with five minutes to go, and you think, oh, it might be like Matlock again, where we get one back, have a lot of pressure, can't unfortunately um, get a draw or even a, a victory. Ravi does what Ravi does a few minutes later and bursts the net from from thirty yards out. And again, you think, oh, I'll take a point here, um, and and just. Just remembering back, Hensford should have won it. I think it was the 92nd or 93rd minute. It was flick on in the box and their striker six yards out. Most of the goal to aim at. Somehow put it wide. You're thinking, obviously, if that goes in, they're going to win it. Then we sweep down the other end. Um, you know, we've always been good from set pieces down the years. Uh, we scored quite a few goals from this, from them this season. And to see Will Jones uh, get his head on it and score his first league goal for the club, it just perfect. Um, and... Yeah, I think words definitely failed us, Joseph, for a good few minutes. We were just screaming down the mic, weren't we, when, when that car went in from Jonesy. Terrific scenes and, and what superb scenes after the game as well. You know, all the fa- all the players going um, across to the fans, the coaching staff as well. Um, superb atmosphere and reaction, especially considering the tough start we had had to the season and the difficult month of October as well. Um, when you when you add that into the context, it makes the the win um, and the performance and the togetherness even even more impressive for me. I don't want to sour the mood, but a spare thought thought for those of us that weren't there. I was absolutely gutted. Obviously, it was brilliant that we won and in the manner that we did. Uh, but just watching the goals sort of come through on Twitter and, and not being there, as I'm, I'm at most games, 
I just happened to miss that one. I was devastated that I missed that. It's sort of a once in a decade, isn't it, type thing. I mean, I can't even recall that sort of thing happening. I'm sure it has. Um, I just can't can't think of it now. But it's just just one of them, isn't it? I, 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 I can only imagine it was amazing to be there and uh, yeah, gutting <laughs> not being there. It certainly was. And we touched on it a moment ago, but to see Will Jones get that winning goal, it just made the day perfect, didn't it? I mean, Will's come through the academy. He's a diamonds lad through and through, been with the club since he was a kid. And he's, he's now in the first team. And what a time to get your first goal in the 95th minute to win the game. It, wow. You couldn't have dreamt it any better, could you? Absolutely not. I think it shows the faith that Peaksy has in, has in him as well. That I think... Um, Jones, who was the last sub that day, and Lorraine was was on the bench as well. I think we were talking about it on air at the time, Joseph. When we were two one down, you were saying, "Oh, should we bring another um, a, another sub on?" Um, and I just assumed that Lorraine was going to come on, brought Jones on, and ended up getting the getting the goal. Um, and again, like we mentioned earlier, with um, Paddy Casey and Ryan Hughes's development, you can see Will Jones's development. He scored a lot of goals during pre-season. Um, albeit against lower opposition, and you think, oh, can he um, transform that into the league? Uh, he's had started some games earlier this season, and he's learning with every single match. And obviously, to to get those goals um, against Chenex in the in the Hillier Cup, and then that goal against Hensford um, again is, is is such a fantastic moment for him. Just a final question, then, to close out this segment um, of the episode, and I'll, and I'll come around to all of you with this one, gents. Diamonds eighth in the table now, out of the FA and Southern League Cup competitions, but we are in a semi-final in the Hillier Cup, and we are a game away from six fields. Um, Alex, first of all, how happy are you with the season so far? I'm okay with where we are now. Uh, it's been a season of ups and downs, to be honest with you. I, I was frustrated but understanding after the first few games um, because of the kind of teams we were playing, as we've discussed previously. But I didn't think we were playing particularly well, uh, and. I think some of the issues perhaps in the squad and the team at that point in time were highlighted. Um, there was some, there were some shoots of recovery definitely in the following month with, with Ravi joining the kind of the excitement around that and getting a player like that on board and some of his early performances and which of course continued. Um, but then things kind of went, went a bit downhill again, didn't they? Of course, and uh, we've made some improvements to the squad, but I think what um, I think it was October, wasn't it? What, what that proved was that we maybe hadn't gone far enough with, with those changes. And we had that run of four home games where, we picked up two points or we really should have got a lot more than that, to be honest. And uh, you, you, we could potentially be a lot higher at the table and things could be looking a lot rosier now. But we've continued to make changes to the squad, like I mentioned earlier, with Ty coming in. He's made a massive difference to the team. He's a focal point at the top top of the pitch. He's holding up the ball. He's bringing others into play. He's a goal threat himself. Uh, really excellent addition. And he looks like, uh, I think the team have, been, have got some belief after after he's come in and um, some, of the, some of the other lads firing all cylinders when they hadn't hadn't previously done so. Obviously, we've won four of our last five games, so I can't really complain now. And I'm certainly happy with the way things are going. But if you're asking me, am I thrilled with with the season as a whole so far? I think if I'm if I'm, I'm completely honest, and, and no, I haven't been. I have been quite disappointed at times. But like I say, we're heading in the right direction, and that's all I can ask. And the the, the management have identified issues in the squad and address them kind of as and when they've appeared and um, as long as they continue to to do so um, I, I think we've got the basis of a very good squad I think we do have a very good squad now um, at this level uh, I think one or two with one or two little tweaks to that I think we could take it one step further Scott what's your take on the season so far um, I think it's gone reasonably well um, 
I think um, in terms of the league position, we're in a very, very good position um, going into some interesting games which are coming up. Um, so I expect Stratford to want some revenge um, for what happened earlier in the season. Um, I think the football is, the team is coming together as a team, um, coming together more. I think there's more, far better interplay than what we've had. I think Ty Deacon has had added a great deal up front in terms of his movement, his desire to bring players into um, into the game. Um, he's not just a goal scorer, he's looking to try to set things up. Um, again, his movement has been brilliant since he's come to the club. Um, I think that's made a big difference for some of the guys because um, he's somebody who is different to what we've had before. Um, yeah, we just we are growing as a team. I think results is good. Um, I think, as I said, the style is improving. I think now I'm starting to think, you know, can we do more as a team than what we've done so far? Because I think there's a lot more potential to come from this team, uh, whether that's this year or in coming in following years, because it is a very very young squad. I think the average age. I think if you take the um, take some of the players, some of the more experienced players out of the side, you probably, I think the average age comes to about 22, 23. So it gives you an idea of how much potential it has come as a squad. So it's credit to the management for assembling the squad, certainly um, navigating it for a tricky time. Um, hopefully with the results turning over, that might encourage a lot more people to come down to Hayden Road and give it a second chance. Because um, we do appreciate, obviously, possibly performances and results might not have been as good as what they should have been earlier in the season. Um, certainly, obviously, I've spoken to supporters who felt that. But we've certainly turned a corner probably since the Matlock game. So I know we won against Stratford, but I think the Matlock game is probably the point I would the turning point I would say in the season. Then we got defeated. I think that kind of gave the squad and that a lift. It's almost like I think it was, um, you know, going to a game with no pressure on that. And it allowed them to express themselves a lot more than what they have done this season. And I think probably that. And then following that up and going into the Hennesford game has allowed them to have that springboard going into the run of form we've um, seen recently. So good so far. Um, so I hope they can keep it up and can continue. Ollie, how about yourself? Yeah, pretty pleased so far. I think, like um, like it's already been discussed, um, we've now got a, a settled team, settled squad, um, settled formation, settled style of play as well. I mean, you only have to look at the options, you know, we've had on the bench in the last few games, you know, the fact you can bring players like Tom Lorraine, Will Jones, AJ George, even Jesse Akkabine has not been... Um, well, he's been struggling to get back in because of the form of Fernando Beltoxto and the form of others as well in the midfield. Um, I think that obviously bodes well for the future. Um, we've really kicked on in these last four or five games, as, as again has been has been mentioned. Um, and hopefully that will continue moving forward. Um, I know we've got, I think it's... Um, is it four of our next five games away from them or five of our next six, something like that. So we have got a potentially tough run of fixtures coming up. Obviously, we've got confidence coursing through the entire club because of this recent run that we've had. Um, You mentioned at the top of the podcast about, you know, expectations for the season. I think top 10 for me would have been realistic. We're currently eight, so I think we're, we're on target in that. Uh, and we're getting stronger and stronger with every game as well. I think if it, if it had been the opposite and if we'd started if we'd have started really really well, I know obviously we're a tough opposition like again we've mentioned. But if we'd have started really well and then started to drop off, um, we'd have been concerned. But the fact that it's the other way around where we've we've had some struggles, um, we've addressed the um, you know, some of the gaps in the squad. Um, we've come through that. The squad seems really united and together, um, fighting for each other. Uh, um, and that's obviously transformed into results on the pitch. Definitely on, a, on an upwards curve now, I feel. Now in the 95th minute of play, you 
you just wonder if this is going to be the last chance now. You do have to be careful, though, not to get caught out on the counter. That's what Barlow did to us going back a few weeks ago. We do not want to repeat of that. If it happened now, oh, goodness me, it would hurt a million times more. But we certainly feel like it anyway, because we've done so well to fight back in this game. It's a free kick, sorry, a corner delivery for Rami Shamsi. In it goes. know the summer isn't the only time you can do business at our level you can sign players in the thick of the season and Andy Peaks has used that opportunity to strengthen his squad during the campaign let's touch on a few of those then shall we uh starting with Connor Furlong who joined us in mid-August just after the season started a pacey winger who likes to take on players and, and get crosses into the box it took him a while to cement his place in the team having had COVID and other various issues since he came in but from the Chenix game onwards um when he came into the side I think he's been really good and he's been a really lively addition to the team. What, what have you guys made of his performances? I would like to see him improve his end product personally. Um, having said that, he he has looked excellent uh, in a couple of games. I think he was given man of the match in one of them, or at least he should have been uh, in a couple of games recently. Um, he's very, very tricky, isn't he? Um, not a bit different to um, some of the other wingers that we've had who are a bit more, bit more kind of direct, I would say. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's certainly very skillful. And I think that um, the best is, is potentially yet to come for him. Like I say, if he can improve that end product, if he can bring a, a few more assists, a few more goals to the table. I know he's got that that, that good good goal at Stourbridge. Um, we could have a good player on our hands there. It took him a little while to get going as well, didn't it? Because he, he didn't get into the team straight away. Um, but he, he's certainly in it now and clearly a part of the manager's plans going forward. Absolutely. I think he's a young player still developing. I don't think he's by any means the um, finished article the sort of player, you, you know, we would like to pick up and then hopefully push on and develop, push up the leagues. Um, strangely enough, I actually think there's possibly an understanding with a little bit of an understanding with Ty um, Deacon, potentially, but we'll probably touch on that in a minute with Ty. Um, I suspect that's because they both played with Wales, but whether they played together, I don't know. But I did notice that during the Hennessy game as well in particular. And, Subsequent games, there seems to there seems to be a little bit of an understanding there already. Yeah, we've been blessed with um, pretty pretty good left wingers down the years, Matty Gearin and Claudia Haban and uh, Luke Fairlam to, to name but three. And I think um, Connor's shown some some really good form so far. Uh, I mean, that goal he scored at I think it was Starbridge, wasn't it, where he cut him on his left foot and bent it into the top corner was a was a superb strike and shows what he can do when he gets the ball at his feet. Thought he played really well with, um, at Matlock. He drew the red card at home to Biggles Wade, um, from what I can remember. So, um, yeah, he, he's, he's been a good acquisition. I think we were lacking in, in that area earlier on in the season. He gives us that that width, that kind of direct direct running as well. Um, he seems to be striking up a good connection um, with other people in the advanced areas as well. So, bodes well. Our next signing was a major coup for the football club. It was on the evening of the Needham Market game. Diamonds announced that they had completed the signing of Nuneaton forward Ravi Shamsi, who's had an incredible impact since he's come in. Someone who brings that X factor, you know, goals, assists, and those match-winning moments 
that make the difference. Alex, I recall you saying in one of our previous episodes that, in your opinion, Ravi was the best player in the league. And I remember seeing how happy you were in our podcast group chat when we signed him. You were buzzing, weren't you? Yeah, I remember, I remember that. It was about 18 months ago or so. I can't remember who he was playing for at the time, but he just scored an absolute screamer against us for, for Banbury uh, just before COVID hit, I think it was. And, and uh, little did we know that in a, in about 18 months' time, he'd be doing the same for us. I mean, how many how many players at this level will sort of work a keeper from 30 yards twice in, in the same game? I mean, he's, he's doing it constantly. The way he carries the ball uh, is, is different to kind of anybody else, really. And he, he just... I don't want to say kind of obviously head and shoulders above anybody else because it's not the case. People have, people have really stepped up around him. But I think having a player like that in the team, like I said with Ty Deacon earlier, just to, just to raises everybody's game, I think, uh, to, to try and kind of achieve that level and push the team on. And he's been, he's been absolutely fantastic. So um, exactly what we needed at, the, at that point in time. He's that kind of player, isn't he, where um, he can be quiet for 89 minutes not do too much. We've seen him do obviously a lot for in his um, Diamonds career so far, but he could be really quiet and then just produce that one moment of, of quality to, to win the match. Um, you kind of almost know what he's going to do when he's playing on the right hand side. You know he's going to cut in on his, on his left foot, but teams just can't seem to stop him. I remember at, at Matt Lockham that last half an hour, he, he was unplayable. We were doubling up on him. He was still getting past, you know, both of his markers and still getting crosses into the box, uh, still creating chances, still scoring a superb goal like what he did as well. Um, yeah, he, he's given us that even extra bit of quality, um, you know, and that seems to have rubbed off on, on other players as well. And I was saying earlier that Snedka's maybe earned a six or seven points something like that. Shamsi, obviously, with his goal contribution, did the top scorer so far with, with five goals. Uh, weighed in with at least six or seven assists as well. His set-piece delivery is fantastic. Obviously, like I say, with those goal contributions, he's, he's weighed in with, with a lot of points for us this season and has turned many games in our favour. Games maybe earlier on this season or in previous seasons would have been losing or drawing. We're now, we're now starting to pick up points from. Towards the end of October, uh, Diamonds announced the signing of AJ George, who joined us on the day at a Beagles Way game, actually. Very similar sort of player to Connor. You know, he's a winger who likes to run at defenders and make things happen. We haven't seen too much of him as of yet, but he has been making cameo appearances off the bench during games. And I'm sure you guys would agree that there is more to come from him. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's come on. He's looked very, very promising. I think part of his problem is, is he hasn't really played much football prior to signing sign for us. I mean, he played for Oxford City before that, but I can't really see um, that he's actually played this season a great deal. So it might be a case of just getting those minutes and trying to get in. But certainly when he's come on, he's had a positive impact, linked up well, uses the ball reasonably well. Um, yeah, it's a good addition to the squad. Yeah, I remember when he came on at Hensford, um, when we were 2-0 down, um, had, a, had a couple of chances, you know, put some good crosses into the box. I think one of them led to Shamsi having a shot cleared off the line. Um, yeah, he's it, a fantastic option to have off the bench if he is on the bench, or a great option to start. And again, shows the... Um, We've not got a, a, a massive squad of 25 players or anything like that. But again, he is, he is good strength in depth um, and, and again, has that quality to, to add throughout the team. Our most recent signing came at the start of November uh, and it's another player who's come in and made an instant impact. Striker Ty Deacon joined the club from Aylesbury United and has already made his mark in a diamond shirt. Three goals to his name and linking up with his teammates very well indeed. He's very much in the mould of a 23-year-old Tom Lorraine who holds the ball up, brings others into play, runs the channels and gets into goal-scoring positions. What have you guys made of him so far? Because I think he's been great and 
once he fully shakes off that hamstring issue he's got, I, I think there's more to come. I know you've been talking to me by calling him a young Tom Lorraine, so hello, Mark. But um, yeah, um, no, he's, I think he's come. He's he's been a fantastic signing, as I think we touched on before. Um, I mean, that signing actually was probably in the making for a couple of weeks. So things Eddie Hahn saying that. Um, talking about his hamstring, I mean, he did his hamstring in a, when he played for Aylesbury United against St. Neots. So he was, so it was a bit of touch and go where you know when he was going to come in actually. But no, pleased he's come in. He's hit the ground running. As I said before, he offers us something different to the other forwards we've got um, in terms of his link-up play and he's sort of like trying to bring players in. I think one thing I would say, which I think was great in that first half against last off, is it looks like the players now are starting to come more on his wavelength and trying to understand, you know, what sort of balls makes it, what work for him, what he's looking for and that sort of thing. And also potentially, as I said, trying to bring other players in. So I think it's still there because it's just only been a few, even now it's only been about a few games um, since he's been in. But certainly a lot, a lot of positivity, and I think he's going to be a really great player for us. It is a step up. People got to remember, it is still a step up to this level from step four. Um, and he is still quite a young player, but so far so good, and I think there's more to come from him. Um, incidentally, though, we actually we have actually played, we have seen him before. Um, he played against us for Alsby FC, not the one he's come from, but the one we play. He used to play red and black um, about. Four years ago as a 17, 18 year old. So it goes to show how far he's come on in that time. I think for me, anybody who, who uh, scores against Ketrin is always a diamond hero in my eyes. So as soon as he bagged his first goal for the club against uh, against Ketrin, that, that was it for me. But no, seriously, he's, uh, yeah, he's um, done really well in his time at the club so far. Um, obviously, came in, I think, having scored nine goals in 11 games for Aylesbury United, um, like Scott was saying. Um, yeah, coming from coming from a lower level, but he's he's got that confidence. He strikes me as the kind of player as well, where if a loose ball drops in the box, he's there. Um, and nine times out of ten, he'll he'll stick it away. I think sometimes we have been lacking that, and especially in the games where we've not been clinical. He does bring that clin- clinical edge um, to the uh, to the strike force. I feel, um, and you know if. Keeper parries an effort, something like that. Nine times out of ten, as I say, he's going to be there to, to stick the rebound away. So, um, yeah, looking forward to see how he uh, kicks on throughout the rest of the season. Well, when we started this podcast, uh, one of the ideas that we had was that we'd preview matches coming up. Um, and we are going to do that now. Obviously, we haven't been able to in the past with the COVID um, pandemics and um, games getting called off, seasons getting called off, etc. But we are going to do that now. Uh, so let's have a look at December 2021. We've got five games this month, starting off with uh, Hitchin away, who um, at the moment are bottom of the league. I think they do have another game before they play us, so they might not be there um, when we play them. But either way, that is a winnable game for Diamonds and a, a possibility of three points there. Then we've got uh, our only home game of the month, Stratford Town on the 11th. Um, like you said earlier, Scott, they'll be looking for revenge after our win at their place. And I, I believe they've changed your manager today. So that could be quite an interesting one. Um, Tuesday the 14th, we've then got our rearranged trip to Tamworth. Always a tough place to go. Um, they're always going to be one of the top sides in the league. Um, so that'll be a tough one. Um, and again, we've got another tough, tri- tough trip just a few days later. Uh, Saturday the 18th is Royston away. Obviously, we had a difficult result at home to them. So no doubt we'll be looking to get our revenge. And then our annual um, Christmas fixture, it's not on the Boxing Day this year, it's actually on the 27th, um, the Monday, Peterborough Sports away. Um, we've already been to the B Arena this season, but hopefully we'll go there and this time get a win. Now, 
which fixtures are we looking forward to most, gents? Obviously, we've got the hitching game. That's that's first up. You you would hope and expect that we could uh, potentially pick up three points there. I think we might need it because what's coming after that looks looks tougher. But um, I thought it would be interesting to to just mention that Royston, who who we've got um, in that month, are, are not in particularly good form. Uh, I think they've lost about five kind of their last ten games. Uh, Tamworth have lost their last three, including being beaten by Stratford this past week. Um, who I think had lost about six or seven in a row prior to that. Um, so a couple of teams there that you might look at and think we might lose, but not in great form, whereas we're in the opposite at the moment. We're, we're in some good form. Um, and obviously we've got Peterborough on, on, not Boxing Day, is it? I think it's the 27th. Um, that, that's inevitably going to be a tough game, isn't it? And we're going to have to be at our absolute best to get anything out of that. But I don't think we need to write this month off necessarily as one where we just kind of look, look up to pick up what we can get. I think we can go to some of these places now in good form and try and pick up the three points. Yeah, just to echo what Alex has just said, I'm just looking at the two teams. We just mentioned the Royston and um, um, Tamworth. We're actually ahead of them in the form guide at the moment. So Touchwood, I mean, that's a good That's a reasonable sign that we can possibly go there and do reasonably well against the two. Um, I mean, the game I'm looking for, forward to is actually the Hishing one. Um, not because I think our game is something where we should hopefully look to win because of where they are on the table. But actually, because I just like, I it's one of my favourite ground away days actually in the um, in the league. Actually, it's a fantastic stadium, and I think they've actually made some changes. They've got rid of a lot of the wooden terracing down one end, so it'll be interesting to see what they've got up to. But um, and then obviously that great big concrete terrace right at the end, actually. So I mean, that's one. I mean, Royston, I do like Royston. Um, it just problems every time we go there, we don't seem to get a good result. So it'd be nice, nice to get a, a result to go with the semi-final win from a few years ago. Now. Um, but yeah, I'd agree with Alex. Peterborough Sports is probably is going to be a tough game. And there's certainly a well-drawn side, um, one of the favourites to get promoted. So we'll definitely need to be on form that day to get anything. I think you both make very good points about um, those games do look tough on paper, particularly those away ones, the likes of Tamworth, Royston, Peterborough, sides who are generally up there. But they are, well, certainly Tamworth and uh, Royston, they are in a little bit of a stuttering form, whereas um, ourselves on the road, we've actually got a pretty decent away record this year, you know, winning at the likes of Hennesford and Stratford, Nuneaton, places like that, all tough places to go. And um, I suppose that gives us great confidence that we can go to those sorts of places and, and get results there. Yeah, definitely. I think, like you say, the, the way we've performed, especially in recent away games at Stratford, Hennesford, even Matlock in defeat, um, even even Leiston as well, where, you know, we, we played pretty well and maybe unfortunate not to get a point there, shows Although it is a tough month with four out of the five games away from home, we've got confidence going into them. And as has already been touched on, each of the five sides come into it in slightly even in, in different form. Even Peterborough Sports have lost two of the last four games in the league uh, at the time of recording. Hitchin have only won one of the last 12 league matches. Um, Stratford um, had lost the last four in the league and the last six in all competitions before that win against Tamworth last time out. So definitely a possibility, um, you know, to, to go to each of these sides, go with confidence, um, know that we can um, perform as well as we have done in some of these recent away matches. Um, and, and why not pick up some good results? Well, that just about brings the episode to a close. Big thank you uh, to all three of you gents for your company today. Really enjoyed being back recording with you again. Yeah, really enjoyed it, guys. Thank you very much. Like I say, it's been uh, extra enjoyable because of a recent good form that we've been on in the last few games and we can hopefully keep that going over the next month and over the rest of the season as well. Yeah, and I wish you all a great Christmas um, and hopefully we'll get back to a podcast in the new year. 
yeah, good to be back with you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, look forward to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Just to echo what Scott said, this is probably our last episode before Christmas. So wishing all of our Diamond supporters a very Merry Christmas and, of course, a Happy New Year. Enjoy the festivities. Um, and, of course, we'll see you all in the new year. Hopefully we'd have had some good results to talk about uh, the next time we see each other. But no, it's been great. So thank you to you guys. And, and thank you to all of you for tuning in as well. Of course, um, you guys are the reason that we run this podcast. So we hope that you enjoyed the episode as much as we have recording it. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media. Just type in Russian and Ranting on Twitter and Russian and Ranting Podcast on Instagram. You can find us over there on those. In the meantime, everybody, make sure you stay safe and well. And we'll see you all again soon to bring you more from the world of Russian. Take care, everybody. And up the diamonds. <laughs>